This is Asha Voices. I'm J.D. Gray with something a little different this week. This isn't a full episode, but we have an important update to a story that we've been following. A few weeks ago, we brought together a panel to look toward and speculate on the implementation of the patient-driven payment model, a new system that is changing the way skilled nursing facilities are reimbursed for services under Medicare. While the previous model reimbursed for minutes of service delivered, PDPM reimburses for services based on patient characteristics. This is meant to discourage facilities from providing more therapy than medically necessary. Then, almost immediately after PDPM went into effect on October 1st, we started to hear from members saying their jobs were changing drastically. We received emails and phone calls from SLPs who were let go or who found their hours and compensation reduced. And we heard of a decrease in time people were spending with patients. These stories vary between skilled nursing facilities. Some have pointed to an increase in group and concurrent treatment as one of the factors in these cuts. We asked SLPs to leave us voicemail messages with their stories. Others connected with us by phone. Just a note, some of these members requested that we exclude their name, and we're respecting that. We think these messages are an important part of the conversation surrounding PDPM. And as a way to follow the story, here are some of those voices now. I am a part-time speech therapist with a company in Virginia. I would say about three weeks prior to October 1st, the company sent out emails to all of our PRN staff. And it was just saying that due to the upcoming changes for PDPM, that they were going to be cutting everyone's pay by 3%. So then a couple days later, I received a call from my regional manager giving me the same feel about the changes coming up. And because of that, they were actually going to be cutting my pay as well. However, when she told me how much it was going to be, it was significantly more than 3%. Um, I work in Denison, Texas, in a skilled nursing facility. You know, since PDPM came in, I have been getting 15-minute treatments with a big emphasis on groups. For example, yesterday I had eight patients for 15-minute treatments. Anyway, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about how I can handle this ethically. I'm concerned about the kind of care that patients are getting. The reason I'm calling today is because I've been negatively affected by the PDPM changes in the skilled nursing environment. Prior to October 1st, I was treating Medicare A patients five times a week for 30 minutes and could generally ask my rehab manager for more minutes um, if it was clinically warranted without problem. Since PDPM, I am now only seeing my Medicare A patients three times a week, and I've been told it's because that they are scheduled for group therapy with PT and OT two times a week, and the days they receive group therapy, they are no longer going to be receiving speech therapy due to the number of minutes that that would have them being participating in therapeutic services. So I was at home and I had received a voicemail that I was supposed to call a regional manager. Um, so I did, I go ahead and give him a call back at 8.30 p.m. And 
he basically said that he wanted to review some of the changes that PDPM were going to um, happen and what how it was going to affect our building and affect my position as a full-time speech pathologist. Um, and then he went on to say that due to the lesser, I guess, needs of the therapy manager role, that that person would be taking two hours from me each day, no matter what my caseload was. So if I had about two and a half, two and a half hours of patient care on a given day, um, two of those hours were going to go to her. I did lose my benefits, yes, as of October 1st. So thankfully, I got married and I can get on my husband's benefits, but no paid time off or anything like that. The nice thing I've noticed is there's nobody saying you have to get 45 minutes today. So if I've been with a patient and I thought we could end a little bit early because we finished one task and there was only going to be about four more minutes to start another task, why not just finish, you know, wrap up at the end of one and then begin the next task the next day? Um, some of the pressure has been alleviated, I guess, and I'm not sure that it's any better because there's one thing to overserve a patient, but the underserving is what's hard. Okay, I'm a speech therapist in Texas. September 30th, um, that afternoon, we got a phone call from the regional and the corporate office that pretty much half of our team got let go effective immediately and that come October 1, everything was going to change, but not to worry. The second day kind of went as usual, kind of implementing the change, and when we all came to work October 2nd, I had noticed that most of my treatment times had been cut in half. Uh, when I questioned what was going on, it was, well, PDPM has now had analyticals run in to say that this patient for this diagnosis should only need 15 minutes of therapy a day. Um, I tried to say, well, this same patient was on 30 minutes yesterday, and I don't see how I can provide the same treatment in the half of time. And I was pretty much told that that was the new expectation and that if I can't stay within those guidelines, then I would be let go. I had a lot of ethical issues right off the bat with that. But also, um, I'm stressed, my blood pressure's high, I'm having anxiety attacks, and my regional doesn't care. It's pretty much been told to me, if you can't meet these standards, you can join the rest of them and get let go. And when I asked her about that, of course, she denied all those claims. So at the end of the day, we have to go home and put food on the table for our families. But at the same time, we have to also question, are we doing this ethically? I used to go home being safe and be able to put my head on my pillow. And now I'm like, did I do the right thing? Am I going to lose my job? So I have to outweigh in the balance. Do I continue being a speech therapist if this is going to be what it's like? Or do I just hang it up and be a stay-at-home mom? Those are just a few of the voices of SLPs who are affected by PDPM. 
In the days since we started hearing from members, Asher released a statement to say that we are disappointed and deeply saddened by the reports of SLPs losing their jobs or contracts. And just last week, Asher's staff met with representatives from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to talk about PDPM's implementation and evaluation. We'll continue following this story as it develops on this podcast, in the pages of the Asher Leader magazine, and on the Leader Live blog. You can find more stories from SLPs working in SNFs on the Leader Life blog and find resources and information about PDPM by going to asha.org and searching for PDPM. That's it for this week. Just a quick episode to update you on what's going on with PDPM and SNFs. We'll be back next week with a regular full-length episode featuring voices from the upcoming ASHA convention. You won't want to miss that one. Until then, I'm J.D. Gray, and this is ASHA Voices.